Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Think we should just get started. What do you think, Brian? Let's go! Let's go! Yeah, baby! You're listening to the Work For It podcast. Welcome to an hour and a half of pure, 100% unadulterated value, baby. Audio value coming at you live and free and all the good things. Every single thing you're going to hear in this show today, you're going to walk away and say, you know what? God damn it. Those guys on the Work For It podcast, they're just some great sons of bitches, those guys. Great sons of bitches. Before we get too far into it, I've got some really cool things I want to talk about. Do you remember when we had Brian Hunt send us that little thing about, you know, his daughter needing eye therapy? Yes, I do. Listen to this. Thank you for helping me do eye therapy. That is her daughter, his daughter saying that she is going to be able to get eye therapy because you guys supported him so much. He got a bunch of orders. He got, you know, that raffle he was doing did so incredibly well. He's more than halfway to paying off all of the treatment. So my God, I mean, how cool is it? I mean, you guys just heard her. She's going to get eye therapy because you guys supported her, supported this situation so damn much. So if, since he's only halfway, how can we continue our support of Brian Hunt and his daughter to finish out the therapy? I know he's got an Instagram. He's selling knives. He's got a raffle going. What's his Instagram handle and how can we f- find him? So his Instagram handle is brianhunt.hiddenroseforge. Go over there. Buy yourself a knife. He has some really high-end stuff. His, his knives and his finish is really, really good. Get on his order books to support getting his Yo. child what he what they need. It's just so nice that we're able to, you know, really rally together on this one. Yeah. All right. Ben just joined into the show. Hi, Ben. We're just talking about Brian Hunt and his daughter. They made about 50% of the way to yeah. getting all of the, yeah. the therapy that she Woo. needs. So we're just uh, filling the audience in about that. And uh, I was just talking about how much value this show brings right. to the community. And what the hell? All right. Mexican value? Brian's, Brian's queuing up the shop taco music. We, <laughs> I, by the way, I just ate shop tacos. It's very, uh, in the conversation I just had with Bald Man was the same thing about how he's making a re- Was that his reel, by the way? That yeah, it was. I, was. I was literally just. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was backing oh, out of the God. conversation that I had so with Brian funny. Hunt about Taco that. Taco Inception. That he was it, making a reel, right? Okay. So, yeah. Brent, we were just having this conversation. Brent is, uh, you know, a very stout person, tall, uh, bald head, obviously, uh, very creamy white skin. And he's married to a Latina woman. She's beautiful. I mean, just absolute. But we were saying, like, dude, you can use whatever Latin music you want, man. You got carte blanche, man. You're, you're just, <laughs> you're in that world. You bought he's like, in, yeah, baby. well, you know. Yeah, so. <laughs> Anyway, oh, anyway and it's funny um, because you just played that music. 
Well, it was it was the first thing as soon as I went back to my feed on Instagram, just swiped away from that conversation. That's there so it is. funny. There it is. But anyway, getting back to what we were saying about Brian, go support yeah. Brian and his Please daughter do. to go get the therapy. It's a cute. It's so it's the reason why we do stuff like this and talk about stuff like this is because there's a twofold transaction happening here. You have a father who is in a position where he needs to help his daughter and you're, everyone you're can empathize with you're, that. You're and then you've got a guy making stuff to make that happen. And we're all kind of in the same boat together. Yeah. And it's a win win for everybody because it's so, good karma all around. It is totally. More. And I so I, I met Brian, met up with him. Oh, what was it? A couple of weeks ago now, uh, they, there's a, a big hot air balloon festival here in Boise every fall. Uh, it's called Spirit of Boise, and they do, you know, all kinds of festivities. They have like a night glow where these big hot air balloons at dark will inflate and shoot the big freaking flame into the balloon, you know, and it's it's really cool. And th- this year was massive. There must have been 50 balloons or more there. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, and it's it's really cool. Like the week leading up to it, right? There's hot air balloons flying all over the place. They only really fly in the morning because it's cool enough, and they can get mm. enough lift, you know. But anyway, long story short, met up with Brian and his family. Got to meet Ellie, who uh, who all of this is for. Just the cutest little girl. Uh, and just the, the nicest family, Brian and his wife helps out a bit, uh, it seems with social media and other, you know, parts of the, of the business, <clears throat> Brian does, a, a electrician work, I, I believe by day, he designs sort of electrical systems for big warehouses and stuff. But anyway, met up with him. I have the knife that you could win in my possession right now, and that's because I'm making a sheath for it. Good. Nice. Yeah. So I will. Tell us about the knife. I mean, you have it in front of you. Tell tell us all about it. It's beautiful, man. It's a hunter, and here you're going to test my knife vocabulary here. (laughs) If you don't get all of the jargon exactly correct, you're out of here, Ben. Oh, man. But it's... it's, um, Gosh, I don't know how long. I got it inside, actually. It's probably about a five-inch blade, I would guess. And then he stonewashed the blade, and it looks just awesome. And he's got a a super clean touch mark on it uh, with his logo, and then just a really classy wooden handle. And I can't – I've been meaning to ask him. I can't tell exactly what kind of wood it is. It's some kind of burl. Uh, And then orange liners. It looks like – potentially micarta uh liners and so just really sharp looking knife just a great hunting you know camping woods carry knife um i'm gonna make a fairly uh fairly simple sheath with a a a little clasp that comes around and a i haven't decided if i'm gonna do a, a snap on it or one of those um oh gosh i can't remember what they're well, I'm going to do, definitely do a belt loop, but so the the sheath will actually have one piece that wraps around to sort of lock the blade in. Oh, okay. Um, and I'll do some kind of a, a fastener that will allow you to easily get at it and everything else. I have a case knife that I was given, gosh, way back when I was a kid, and it's got that style of sheath, and I've always really liked it because... You just you don't have to think about it. You know the blade's going to be safe. You know it's secure. 
nice. protects the handle and all that stuff. But but I've been playing around with stamping and tooling leather quite a bit, and that's been so fun. I've, I've never dove down that rabbit hole, but man, I see why people do. It's a deep, deep rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah anyway, man. you can win the knife and a custom sheath and uh, support. Like Brian said, just a, a guy trying to help his kids, you know, like we, like all of us who have kids do. So yeah, for sure. For sure. F- help um, us fight the man, the big insurance man, <laughs> those pricks. So there is another raffle going on oh, in yeah. the knife making community that we're told about. Ben Seagal, Seagal? Over Seagal. at Ben's Bites, I always, I always want to say Ben Seagal. I don't know why. Well, well, it's funny you say that because I don't know if famous. you know this, uh, that Steven Seagal is Ben's father. So they're, they're, <laughs> right. I and I, Ben doesn't talk about this very often, yeah. but he is in fact a black belt. Not only does he hold a PhD, yeah. he's a black belt. Yeah. He's got a couple of family stars laying around. I've heard. I, I'm, I'm. Hey, that's that's my line. Post old diggers. <laughs> but yeah, so Ben's Bites has a raffle going on where you can get one of his knives. Is it is it one of his knives? You guys, I didn't. Man, I don't have it in front of me. I said to send the deets, and you said okay, I got it. So I, I figured you had it. Why, why would I on. know any of this? <laughs> well, on, allow me to log into Instagram, girls. Oh, <laughs> hey now, hey now. <laughs> it's Buy like, a sticker, uh, enter to win differentially hardened, hardened 1095, yeah. eight inch chef knife, leather side. And he's got the pictures of it on his IG too, so you can go yeah. look. Yeah. Oh, and a handle choice from in stock handles all are shown in IG. And he's got some awesome handles in stock right yeah. now. So that's like a. I'm. I am definitely going to be buying a ticket for this, because it's for twenty bucks. It's and like thirty five spots. That's easily like a seven hundred dollar knife, oh, if easy. not more. Especially so, from, uh, yeah. from you know, infamous the Seagal family. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> shit. You never know. It might come right from Hollywood. Hey, so I was talking with Ben a little while ago, and he actually told me about this really cool idea. I think it was on a live stream, which he does all the time. So when he ships out something that is a high dollar value, like if he has an order with you know several hundred dollars, like I think he said like five hundred dollars or more, um, he just grabs one of those Apple Air Tags and throws it in the box with it, so that because he's had things get lost in shipping, and all of us have had things get lost in shipping. Mm. And uh, basically, he's had oh, the situation where he's where he's called and been like, "Hey, you know, where's my package? It's at your place." And it says, and they say, "No, they're not." And he's and he can say, "Well, this Apple AirTag says it is currently in your building in the right oh, left hand corner. Nice. Can someone please go over there and make sure that it's still I on would, the move because this thing has been sitting here for a week." So I would probably I, I think that's genius 
But what is yeah. one of those things cheaper? Cost? I was just like gonna say twenty five, thirty bucks. No, they're like oh, ninety okay. for the Apple AirTags. Oh, okay. If oh, you use they make a, other um, versions of this, I would assume. Well, here's the thing. Yep, he said that basically he charges people a deposit on it. Like, oh, give me the, the money that's worth, and then ah. as soon as you ship it back, and I'll send you the materials to ship it. So yeah, all you man, have to do is drop your genius. thing in into Love the it. envelope and send it back to me. As soon as it gets to me, you get your money back. So we had I, a customer do this to us where we shipped them a grinder. They they claimed they did not get it. So in and of course I had to go through the rigmarole trying to figure out, you know, whether or not who's telling the truth because right. the post office says it's delivered and it's scanned. And so I dig into it a little bit. Turns out the post office, every time a package is scanned, there's a geolocation Ooh. tag set to that UPC code. So I go there and I I find out that when that those packages were delivered, they were delivered to the correct house. I was able to to spot it and to the guy's front porch, basically. (laughs) Well, so I just sent him. So I sent him this and I, I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I sent him this information. And he says, oh, well, then one of my neighbors must have stolen it off my front porch. Well, that and ain't I my said, fucking fault. Somebody <laughs> walked up and took 70-some pounds of steel off right. of your front porch, and you didn't notice this. And How old's your like, neighbor? It, yeah, so, <laughs> so and, then it, and then the guy dropped it completely, never said anything else about it, and it told me that this guy yeah. was 100% trying to scam me. Yeah. He was trying to get a second grinder for free. Yeah. And you know, it, it it's it's sad really. I mean, well, you know, come on. You're at the upper hand because it's it's seventy pounds worth of steel. Nobody like that is ridiculous if you think yeah, someone's you just, just walking by that. and picking it up. Well with yeah, this me or, or Ben situation. With me or Ben, I mean, we send things that are like couple of pounds, so like it's very susceptible to being, you know, porch pirated. So Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's a great idea with the air tag thing. So I use I am notorious once a day for losing my keys and then another once a day my wallet <laughs> in my own house in my own house you need this you so need these tags. i use a tile it's called and similar i think tile was one of the first maybe i don't know but uh apple is riding the bandwagon i bought an apple air tag um I don't know, a handful of months ago, just for prototyping, because I've been working on... The thing that pisses me off about the Apple AirTag is it's literally a round frickin' disc. There's no way to attach it to anything, so you have to buy an accessory to hold the damn thing, unless you want to put it I just looked it up. I just looked it up, Ben. They are $99. You are correct. It's $99, but that's for a pack of four. So each one is like $25. bucks. Okay. I don't remember what I paid. I I felt like it was more than that. They might have come down. But regardless, what's cool about Tile, they come in a variety of shapes and sizes. So I've got one that is the thickness of about two or three credit cards, and it's the same size and shape. So it oh. slides right into your wallet. It is freaking okay. brilliant. I like this. Um, but Until anyway, you wash your wallet and it's destroyed. Actually, I've had a lot of them go through the wash. And I, um, they started about a year ago uh, selling them with replaceable batteries, which is great. Um, and I just dry them out and they, they keep on ticking. Um, Speaking of washing your wallet, Ben, you sent me this really gorgeous wa- leather wallet. That yeah, you how's that looking? 
it went through the wash. That's all right. <laughs> Dry that baby. But out. now, but now it looks like super well worn. Like it Hell looks yeah. like I've been using it for ten years. It look. I mean, it's it's leather, so it looks really good. It's still yeah. functional, but. It, little, I was just so sad because it was perfect. It was, you know, super well formed. And then I put it through the wash and now it doesn't quite look as perfect. Oh, man. Yeah, put your I little know, Smith's. Uh, I, I use a lot of that Smith's leather balm, but Axe Wax will work as well. You know, any beeswax kind of uh, oily balm. Hell, um, there's a really well-known leather worker and saddle maker uh his name escapes me at the moment but he puts olive oil on just about everything that leaves his shop olive oil yeah because it does not um it does not what you call it rot i guess for lack of a better term whereas a vegetable maybe well a vegetable oil will mold um and uh canola oil will mold that kind of thing but olive oil will not mold and so he uses olive oil on a lot of stuff, which makes sense. You know, you're just oiling your oiling oiling the leather. Um, with veg tan, though, I like to stick with like a beeswax kind of thing, yeah. and yeah. just much better. Guys, I've got one last thing I have on my list that I need to. You get are to. hijacking the show, Brian. I'm. Dude, I swear well, to God, what is happening? You have a list, and you're like, I'm going for it. I'm just. Well, here's say the thing. <laughs> Listen back to last week's show. I maybe said ten words max. So you know, know. I'm just a little Brian, hyped up this time. I'm busting your chops. You know how much I appreciate you. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. So you're I've got something that. Focused. Oh man, you're doing this joke. You're doing this bit Go where ahead. you're interrupting me. I appreciate it. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, so. <laughs> I have a giant video coming out this Sunday. It's that collaboration with Dennis Tyrell. Over oh, on my YouTube, I'm so excited. Baby. Kyle is doing the final editing right now. I did the voiceovers a couple days ago. It looks fantastic. Oh my gosh, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm just excited to put it out there in the world. Dude, Can't Instagram fucked you, fucked you over, man. You got no play on your last book. <laughs> I was like, I made a comment. I'm like, come on, Instagram. Like... Not a fucking comment. <laughs> Man, there's been a couple of those in the row where I spent a lot of time. Like, there's one where I, was, I showed, like, the in progress. I just roughed in the, the shape of the handle on one. And then it, like, on the down or on the beat drop of the music, it switches over to, like, a finished knife. And it's, like, this really gorgeous hunting style knife. Nice. Damascus, Coco Bolo. It looks really good. And it's, like, it goes from, like, this rough, ugly looking thing to this gorgeous thing right as the beat drops. And I got nice. like a hundred views or some shit. <laughs> this is this is the 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 one of the conversations I had on the Clamp uh, podcast with. Yeah, good um, show, man. Yeah, Grant and Andy, and so okay, so that was a great show. By the way, if you're not listening to the Clamp podcast, you need to uh, go do that and subscribe and follow those guys. I was not familiar with them. I like kind of heard about Clamp, great but I just never group, listened great to the show. Group of yeah. guys. Solid show, yeah. well prepared. They did their homework on me, and I truly appreciate them bringing me on the show. So go go listen to the episode I was on, and then binge listen to the old episodes. I actually listened to like five or six episodes to get prepared for the show, and I was like, "This is a really good show." Like, how do, how did it I is. not? And it's not in my sphere. Like, you know, it's diff- it, I listen yeah, to a lot of metalworking stuff, so kind of all not over, in my right? Group? Like, would you yeah, call it maker? The, like, just general maker, right? 
Yeah, CLAMP stands for Creative Living and Making Podcast, right? So nice. CLAMP, right? So it's a, an acronym. And, uh, I, you know, anyway, it's like a maker-style thing. And they talk. what I like about it is it focuses on people who want to make a living making things, which essentially is what we talk about here, which is like yeah. I say business in the workshop, right? But it's it's like that. But they're more focused on video creation content and stuff like that. Very, very, very good show. I was on it. Go listen to it. And um, I've gotten some awesome feedback from the community. And a lot of people that I don't really talk to that often on Instagram have messaged me privately to tell me how much they really enjoyed listening to the conversation. So but one of the things we did talk about there was Instagram and in particular how fickle it can be and all of these things. Well, yeah. I I don't know if you've noticed the a level of attention that I have gotten on Instagram for whatever reason. What? And it's not it, that I'm doing that anything different. Wait, wait, you haven't you, brought that up yet, Brian. You're Maybe attention? you should talk about it. I, I didn't even I didn't even <laughs> get notice. this. Get this. I thought I thought I was getting two thousand followers a day. Okay. I okay, thought yeah. I, that's what I was getting. In fact, I was getting four thousand followers yeah. a day. Ooh. And uh-huh. so my account now uh, at the time of this recording is sitting at fifty two thousand six hundred followers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? I have two factor auth- authentication happening, so you can't get into my IG. Yeah. But uh so and I highly suggest you turn that on, by the way. Yes. Some close people Do to me got now. back recently. Yeah, but let me talk to to you a little bit about why I think this happened. Okay. And and it's not going to be the answer that everyone wants to hear. There it's right. partially because I've just been slamming reels constantly like 2 to 5 a day yeah. and it doesn't matter what I post and I'm sorry if I post some shit content and if you don't really like it that's, you know, not you know I try to just, I'm pleasing the algorithm. People are like, oh, you know, you're posting just silly but stuff. It's like, yeah, you know, I don't or know. I'm reposting things. You're, you're sharing your day, though. And I, and I think that's, to me, right, like people can bitch all they want, but that's your fucking day. And so that's what you're I've right. appreciated about it is that you could easily, you could argue both ways, right? You could easy, You could argue that, oh, Brian's pleasing the algorithm, but I would counter argue that, Potentially so, but he, you're, you're showing the inside look of your shop. It's not always True. exciting. It's not always glitzy and glamorous and fucking, you know, oddly but satisfying. I'm doing it in reels, and well, I think that's the argument. It's like I'm doing it in a reel where that would normally be like, say, a story or something. Right. But who gives a shit at this point? Like, right. it's all bright. It's together. working. <laughs> it's working. So it, it definitely is working. And then also, you know, I'm putting out things that are have never been seen before. You know, I'm creating things that the audiences we've talked about this in the past where they look at something and they go, what the hell is he doing? There's that question. So it makes them stick around to see the final piece. Right. They mm. want to kind of see what I'm up to. And I think a lot of us struggle and me included I'm not always going to have a forge project or a new grinder project or whatever to show off. So I sprinkle in, you know, all the stuff that's going on with my day. And, uh, you know, if I'm working on anything semi interesting, I talk about it. But the reason why and the only in my opinion, the only reason why I got 4000 followers a day for like two and a half weeks straight or whatever it was, was that I created a piece of a couple pieces of content that just no one has ever seen 
it done before that way. Did I think I was doing that when I created it? No, I did not. I did not say like this reel is going to go viral. I know better. I know that anything that I put out there, including Brent grinding on a piece of steel could go viral or sure. me advertising our Labor Day sale. The the one of the advertisements that I did, like the hey, you know, we're selling the grinders for a discount this weekend only, blah, blah, blah. It was kind of like a crazy Eddie's thing. Has two million views on it right now. What? Holy cow. Two million. And that's Why? just like a it's low view one for you at this point. Yeah. yeah. And it, it makes no <laughs> sense because I'm like, it's just me talking about the discount. You know, yeah. It, yeah. It, there's nothing more to it. So here's what you can take away from this. Be thinking every single day about three different reels you could make and start and don't do any more than three. And if you do have more than three in one day, save one for the following day. Post three a day. Does not matter what time as long as it's during waking hours of whatever place you're in. So I'm on the East Coast, New York time between the waking hours of 7 a.m. and 10 p.m. I'm going to post three different reels. That's it. If there's not a lot of like thought put into it, I'm just going to create yeah. stuff. I'm going to show what I'm doing, whatever. And I guarantee you, if you do this, you will see massive growth. It might not be right away. You have to do this every day. You have to be super consistent. Here's yeah. the other part. Because you're not, let's just say you're, you like are like me. You're in your shop five days a week, maybe six, and you take one day off. That one day off, you still need to make your three reels. So you have to be thinking about that before, like all my content that I created for the Labor Day work for it weekend sale. All of that stuff was created before I got on an airplane and flew to Wisconsin. Mm. Yep. That goes back. Everything was pre-planned. That goes back to just think that um, in those terms. You have to you have to be predictable enough for a, a, a script to pick up. Right. And so. Five days a week being predictable enough for a script to pick up and then taking two days off, the script loses you, right? The code loses you. So we all, you know, everybody says, oh, the algorithm, the algorithm, the algorithm. Yeah, there is an algorithm. There has to be, right? It's the only thing that makes it work. But instead yeah, of bitching some, about it, right? Somebody like, looking at it constantly. No, there's, a, there's a system. Somebody wrote code, you know, just like if you had say a giant five gallon bucket of army men and you had to figure out how to sort the army men using only code that described each of them. That's the same way the Instagram algorithm works, right? It It's much more complex, but it's the same way. And if you're not predictable enough um, for that code to actually see the differences between all of the various types of things that are out there, then you're not going to ever beat it. My, my, and then all you have to do, though, at that point, you're right, Ben. And then all you have to do is produce something semi, yeah. semi interesting. The other one half of part of this is that at night before I go to bed, I watch other people's reels. Yeah. So I mm. sit down, yep. I look, I, I click on the reels to... section of Instagram, and I scroll through it. And yep. what I'm doing is I'm listening. Number one, listening and looking at what is trending. If yes. I see yeah. like a particular sound that is trending and it's getting like millions of views on a particular sound, I instantly it. save it. Mm-hmm. You you can go in and save that audio. And then that way, the next day I walk into work, 
I open up my phone and I go, what audio did I save last night? Oh, I got this piece, this piece, and this piece. What could I create around that? Now, let let me also say that the amount of attention my Instagram has gotten has directly resulted in this is the only time this has ever happened to me. I have completely sold out of grinders. Damn. I have none. I sold wow. every single thing in my workshop is sold. Oh my God, Brian. Congratulations. Everything. Everything. That's and it's amazing. You know, partially due to the sale. Okay. We sold a bunch. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, we are gonna go out of stock. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting on the phone with my my uh, steel people. I'm like, you got to put a rush order through, and they're, they're handling it. It'll only be like a week. I only have to wait a week. But if you can imagine what you are doing now with whatever it is that you have in your workshop that you want to sell, and you can leverage the power of Instagram, you can now go full time. You can make things for a living. You can change your life, but you got to stay consistent. It's a partially, some of this is luck. We talked about this in the clamp podcast, hard work and good luck and all of that. Some of this is luck, but boy, is it backed by a lot of hard work. And if you're dedicated, you can grow and, and expand and continue doing the things that you love. And, and, you know, eventually maybe quit your full-time job and go work for yourself. And I, I mean, honestly, I had no clue the amount of power that I would now have with just 52,000 followers on Instagram. It is enormous the amount of people looking at my work now Here's the that, thing, that though. didn't see it before. Here's the thing. So there is there's very few times where like a few years ago it was the YouTube boom where there was YouTube knife makers and they were, you know, getting immense success because all of the eyes were on YouTube for knife making. That was a couple years ago. You know, for a while it was there's other things where, you know, Instagram was really easy to be discovered by other people. And all you had to do was make posts and there's big booms there. And the people who saw that and and rode that wave got immensely successful. And it seems like these short form content things are really yes. the, the wave that you need to ride. And hell, if you're you if you're spending so much time making three reels a day and putting them up on Instagram, Take that exact same thing. Put it on on TikTok. Put it yes. on um, YouTube Shorts is huge right yes. now, and people yes. are getting so many views just through you know all of these algorithms. And let's say it's like one out of a thousand pieces of content you put up goes massively viral and changes your life, puts you out of stock like Brian here. Yeah, you know if you if you can roll that dice three times instead of once, why not? Why right. not? I mean, put them I up agree. on all three. Well, different you're already spots taking and, the time. The long, the longest portion of that is creating the content. You've already done right. it, and just right. like your advice, you told me you should just be doing it on TikTok. Now I don't cross post everything, but I've been cross posting a whole lot on YouTube Shorts, and it's taken a while, and and TikTok too. It's taking a while, and and what here here's what I want people to think about. Brian is saying something that he's spot on. He's saying short form content. If you can create a piece of engaging content that's a minute or less, which believe it or not is very difficult to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you can do it, if you can do it, you have three platforms that you can easily cross post them on. Right. Number one. And number two, what's the next big, easy grab? Like there's going to be probably another social media 
uh, uh, company that's going to yep. come out or app or whatever. And and here's but here's the other part mm. of this. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, they're not fast growing anymore because, you know, people shift their energies sure. and they all look at different things at any given time and whatever. Yeah. And it used to be easy to gain all these followers and blah, blah, blah. Well, but, yeah. but, but the masses are still there. People are still oh, yeah. looking people at People still look at it still every looking day, at Facebook. Right? They may not interact every as much, day. but people are still looking. It, it feels yes. to me a lot like... Um, uh, Beacon, you just mentioned, you know, how Instagram w- used to be a lot easier and you'd post and, and it would blow up pretty easily. And I agree. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a product of that exact thing. Um, I feel like what's shifted today is exactly what you're getting at, Brian House, is um, if your goal is to sell product then Instagram is becoming perfectly tailored for that. Where people feel like they're losing is that it may not be conceivable any longer to become, to go from nothing to an over, to a content creator in a year, you know, because I think it's gotten harder to gain a massive following if that's your only goal. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. Very difficult. Like when I first started, I had no intention of growing a following at all. And then I started growing a following and I thought, well, shit, this is, this is fun. You know? So my measurement of success back then was the amount of followers I had. The measurement of success today, I think, is what kind of community have you built and how is your product or products selling? Uh, Because I think it's a really, really, really damn good marketing tool. In fact, it's almost the only marketing tool we have anymore. (laughs) So you're right. Brian, you made a really good point just a little bit ago where you said, you know, as there's new apps will come around, you have to get a be a part of those as they're starting and, and diversifying you know all that. No, no, no. But think about just like a year ago when I joined this podcast, when I was talking about TikTok and you guys were all naysaying about <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want my yeah. shit against, you know, Here right next to all these girls <laughs> shaking their asses, I told you so. yeah, all I this shit. Well, here's the thing. Imagine if you jumped in right when the thing was new no, and there was, right. there, you were yeah. only one of a thousand people right. and yeah. or one of a hundred people making knives or whatever you're making. And now there's, you know, tens of thousands. You could have been one of the first people yeah. that really gained success and been a mainstay in it's that hard. community. I think it's hard because um, there are so many flashes in the pan, right? Like Vero is one that recently crawled out of the woodwork. And then what it turns the out, one, what was the like one their that, owner's um, a pervert or some petter ass or something, yeah. you know, and and so then that went to shit. And oh, really? Vero? What about Vine? Remember Vine? Yeah, that yeah was that's awesome. the same thing. That died. And, and that died, but we don't really know why, right? Like, right. what happened to Vine? It was shut it was down, awesome. wasn't it? It was, was it? it was shut down, and then TikTok took its place. I think TikTok it, bought it. Whatever. Yeah. Well, musically, it was it was musically first, and then TikTok. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, all right. So, get, getting away from that real quick, I the the reason why I'm talking about this so much is because it's obviously what's been happening in my life recently, and that's like a huge thing. Um, all the so you know, and as a result, by the way, so Instagram blows up, and then it starts to shift to YouTube 
because YouTube now, um, because of my little consistency plan of just posting my work week or whatever, has gone over really well. So now I'm seeing growth over there. I'm seeing growth on TikTok. And the I think why I like talking about this so much is because I get really great feedback from our audience, but I think it brings value to yeah. the people who listen to the show. Um, and I spoke on that just briefly when I first opened the show, kind of jokingly that you get like a ton of value from the show. Now, if you do, I want to say thank you for uh, supporting our work through Patreon. You can do that. Patreon.com forward slash work for it. Uh, and we do have some new patrons this week. And um, so I've made sort of an executive decision. Um, this will be the last week that I read all of the names because. Okay. I have gotten not just feedback from the guys on Clamp because yeah, I, I talked to them, that. and they they said like, "Hey, we listen to work for it, and we completely tune out during the yeah. patron portion, and sometimes never come back." Yeah. So here, here that's not good, and no. and um and they predicted this too. So we're gonna work out a tiered system, and and if you're a patron and you're like, "Hey," Cause I did get a couple messages from people that were like, Hey, I'm your patron. And if you don't read my name anymore, I'm totally bowing out. Hey, we get it. All right. I totally get it. And you know, I don't know the, the hundred percent answer on this, yeah. but the answer is not reading a hundred names. Yeah. And think week. about it. Think about it. If you're, if we're deterring people from, you know, listening through, like most people, I imagine just skip through, like hit that 15 second yep. forward button. Well, That's that completely negates is, yeah. the whole idea of like the, the you know notoriety you get from having your name read. 100%. You people are just read skipping. my mind. It, no one hears your friggin' anyway. name because they're fast forwarding through it. You know, right, so right. you know it's counterintuitive, right? <clears throat> you want to hear me say your name. You want us to appreciate you, which we're doing. But it's just how how do we do that properly? And so the guys over at Clamp, they have like a top tier, and they've limited the top tier. So it's okay. like a yeah. top tier of like five or ten people. I I, I don't remember how many, but. So that and those people pay a premium to have their name read every week. What and then some, I think they pull somebody out from the lower tiers and they yeah, I was gonna you say, know, shout them out too. So I just wonder, um because I think um making it does a, a similar kind of a thing. Um what I've noticed making is, it doesn't yeah, they, no, you're right. They do that. They yeah. do that exact thing. You're right, yeah. The challenge I think is that uh you have a small group of folks or businesses or whatever that sort of accost that tier and never let go right and so i like the idea of <clears throat> maybe top tier and new or you know something like that we we can chat about it yeah. offline but top um, tier and new i'm i'm into it because uh because you know to have your name read every week and you know it's just it's just a clump of data that no one even yeah. pays attention to, and, and right. just a, I think it's counterintuitive. So we we are but not getting it, smaller either, and and I I don't say this as Jeff would say I say this with peace and love, but you know as the as the podcast grows in size and listenership and community, um, the time on the show discussing things and providing value back to the listeners is is very important, right? Um, yes. And so trying to find that balance between three minutes of names versus three more minutes of beating and the Instagram also, al algorithm. Yeah, I mean, if we just continue down the path that we're going, what happens it when we're trying to read 250 people's names? I mean, if we have a half <laughs> an hour block of people's no. names, it's just, you know, it's not going to work. 
So, we should also so, discuss uh, a patron show where they could send in questions or something, you know, or something like that. Yeah, we, like, we need to provide them value in different ways. Yep. So this this opened my eyes being on the Clamp podcast because they just do some real quick patron after show type stuff. And it and it wasn't that long. It was kind of like a couple of things. They have like bits and segments that they did, and then um, they I don't I, I don't remember the exact gist of it, but it was kind of like they that. do it every week. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, it just separates it out. Uh, it's a little bit more work on our end, but because of yeah. the patrons supporting us financially, it's worth it. I think. Yeah, to gotta give them give, something extra. Give back something extra. I think too. So. Yeah. So. Maybe we'll do that, and uh, we'll talk about that. If you are a patron, you have a say in this. However, the decision has been made that I will not be reading all the names because today we have 96 now. Boom! So that's a lot, and we have new ones. We have Travis Haynes Haynes from Bird Forge. We all know Travis. Great guy. Travis. Thank you, Travis. Uh, We have Will W., who is from Spruce underscore Hill underscore Studio on Instagram. And Mr. Ben Seagal, Ben Seagal, the yeah. son of Steven Seagal, has joined our patron now. Thank you, Ben. Welcome and G.R. Harper, G.R. Harper from CircleHKnives.com, CircleHKnives.com. We appreciate you guys. Those are all the new ones. And um, this will be the, the last time I read the remaining remaining list until we decide how we're going to move forward next week, we'll know for sure. So. <laughs> and by the way, if you do delete your pledge on Patreon due to this decision, you are dead to me. Dead to me, you hear me? Dead to all of us. Never, ever. And no, I'm kidding. All right. Unfollow I'm me I'm totally joking. I get it if you do it. So I 100%, totally get it. 100%. No, uh, no shame. All right. So. No shame in that game. I get it. So, um, Kevin Colleton, formerly known as Edge and Arbor, he is now known as Sherwood Forge. So, just so you guys know, he changed his name. I'm I'm on the fence about that. I liked Edge and Arbor. I thought that was pretty good. I don't know. There's but, a there's a definite Sherwood Robin too. Robin Hood esque ring. Well, he's to got the Sherwood. guy with a bow and arrow in his logo, so it's pretty cool. Oh, the merry um, fucking men. Yeah. <laughs> Men in tights. Uh, all right. So Adam Coonrat, Uncle Sam, he explained to me last week. Uncle Sam is his nickname because he lives in the town where Uncle Sam was born and raised. So that makes the most sense to me. I didn't know. I didn't understand why they called him Uncle Sam, but now I do. So, Adam, you're appreciated. We love you, brother. All right. Francisco Mucci. We appreciate you. He's another friendly Floridian. Steve Kalb of Kalb Ironworks, Jeffrey Riles of BTS Bladeworks, Makeshift Podcast. If you're not listening to the Makeshift, go over and check out Chris Powell. Corey Stanley, Broken Tooth Forge, Tyler Collins, Alexander Sloat, Jim Muhick, Knives by News, Brian Hunt at Dot Hidden Rose Forge. That's Brian with the uh, uh, the fundraiser going on right now. Paul Beleda, Danny Gallant, Nathan Scott of Nathan's Knives, Kelly from Untitled EDC, that's Untitled EDC on Instagram, E Rose Knife Co. on Instagram, Noah Jacobs of NJ Custom Knives, Ethan J. Taylor, Eels Pitier at Pellet Knives, Dustin Shaner Spencer of Red Heavy underscore Forge, Aru Bladeworks, 
Jason Duguay at Whiskey Delta Metalworks, Darren at Stormlight underscore Forge, Coy Baker of Baker Forge and Tool, Austin Saunders, the High Caliber Craftsman, Parable Knives, that's Manny G, Lake, uh, Jake Largin, I, I just, I'm wrap my name around. I get wrap your name around my brain, Jake. That one's Jake tricky. Largin. It is tricky because it's lar. It looks like Largin. It looks like Largin. yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. And Jake, he messages me every week to tell me how funny he thinks it is that I mess his name up every week. Um, I'm gonna get it one of these days. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not because we're not reading right? it every week. <laughs> Jake, last fucking uh, Jake, just go ahead and unsubscribe at this point. This is your fault, Jake. <laughs> All your fault. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> uh, Gage Broski, Bremer Built Knives, Brian Hindenkamp of Tortuga Bladeworks, Ron Hips at RH Maker Solutions, New Forest Forge, Forge that's Stu Middleton, Zachary Sal at Pattern Nostry Fabrica, Timber Tiger Forge is Chris Magnus, Woodland Iron, that's Tony, uh, Lando Novak, a.k.a. the B- Abstract Blacksmith, Adrian Brielle at Adrian Brielle underscore Forge, Kyle Daly of Cage Daily Knives, Todd Harrington of TH Blades, Eric Andrews at Sourwood Creations, Sven at Njord Artisan, Chris Larson, the Midnight Maker, and Bobby over at Reaper Metalworks. Let's head over to page two, which is also very full. My cousin and Forged in Fire champion, Ira Housewert. Jeremy at 419 Forging. Toby Mural of U Knife Maker Supplies. Dustin Yahima at Handcrafted underscore by underscore Kai. Matt Bicker at DIY Europe. Benjamin Mullins. Wesley Crum at W Crum Bladesmith. Matthew Angel at Ad.KnifeWorks. Full Steam Designs but Chris Powell, Zach Byrne of Burn Blades, Nate Wapole, Jared over at Echo Blades, Troxclair Custom Cutlery, Maximus Knives, Donnie Dulovich, Thomas Moberg of TMO Knives, Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, Leon Shanks, Two Birds Bladeworks, Jared Weaver over at Weaver's Custom Metalworks. That's Instagram is Master of Metal Manipulation. Richard Beck of Beck's Armory, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. That's Lawrence Lake. Oxford Blade Co., Carol Ann, Jeanette Racine, Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks, The Working Hands Podcast, Moonshine Leatherworks, that's Brian Absher, KnifeMaterial.at, Cardoso Knives of Portugal, James Hunsberger of Hunsberger Knives, Crafty Man Forge, Mark LeBlanc at Papa underscore Hatch underscore Axe, Brian Hooten, Bob over at Shed underscore 72, Keith Drennan at Blackthorn Concepts, Menster Hill Forge, Scott Wilkerson at Phoenix, Phoenix Works, our short fat friend, Brigham Kendall. Eric at oh, <laughs> Brigham at Eric over at Eric at Overall Makerworks. Jamie Blow, Michael Nye, Noah Bloomberg of Entiat River Forge, Devin and Dustin O'Hara of the Art of Craftsmanship, Justin Miller, Florida Man Forge, Mark Vanderwerf of One One Eight Blades, <clears throat> and Marcus over at M. W Steelworks, we appreciate you guys so much. We Woo! love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And one more quick piece of business that I would like to discuss briefly is our primary sponsor of this show is Lawrence Lake over at Maritime Knife Supply.com. Anything you need to do a current project, double check on Maritime Knife Supply.com because he has pretty much everything he ships from Canada. 
I heard he's going to start day. stocking forging underwear. He carries so forging much Forging underwear. I've heard yeah. this. I've heard this. Yeah. Forging underwear and also forging Crocs. Have yeah. you heard about that? Yeah. <laughs> Steel-toed Crocs. They're the best. And he's got uh, little attachments, I heard. There's funnels you can put on the holes just to make sure the hot fucking ash gets right in there. <laughs> All, they're called slag funnels, and he's patent pending on that, so right? don't even try to copy it. It's a slag funnel that that allows slag to fall into it and directly there into you your shoes. Get yourself a but, forging uh, and thong and some <laughs> slag slag funnel Crocs. Baby. Oh my god, a forging thong. Yes, I love it. Oh my god, he's got them and in all me, colors. If either of those two fucking things exist, Lawrence will find them and they will be for sale next week. Lawrence has got oh to be god. thinking like, why the fuck do I even bother sponsoring this show? These guys just absolutely bad all of the ad rights that uh, it's like but but here's the thing Lawrence look at it like this we're lovingly joking about your business but we absolutely do love it and I'll tell you what it is so impressive it really is to watch Lawrence grow from a business that's a little over a couple years old I believe yeah into what he has now is like a side hustle to start I think it's still like it's making its way into his primary hustle now yeah but what I love about it is is that he's a maker selling to other makers. So like, right. if you have a question, you want to know about something, he's going to be able to tell you with firsthand experience right. why or why not you need this either tool or piece of equipment or material and how to work with it. So, yeah. you know, think about it like that. I, I really I'm, do think that he's on to something with this whole thing. So go support our primary sponsor, and that is Maritime Knife Supply mm. and Lawrence Lake. I we would appreciate add. you so much. And pick yourself up one of the actually right now, message Lawrence and ask him about when are the forging thongs going to hit the market, <laughs> hit the website. Discount code forging thongs. Yeah, I'll tell you. And if, if he doesn't that is not have, a code. Do not use it. And if, if, if Lawrence can't find the forging thongs, I'll sell you an assless apron. Oh my go. God! An assless <laughs> apron. I love it. I, I think we're onto something with the slag uh, funnel. Yeah. I think that definitely is a thing. I was that gonna add speaking. that if you if you are into at all what we're talking about earlier with growing a business using social media as a primary tool, there are there are always standout people to watch in any community, right? Brian House, I think you are a prime example of leveraging social media, leveraging the internet to build an incredible business. Lawrence is doing, you know, incredibly similar work. And I mean, a year ago, maybe a little longer, right? Maritime Knife Supply was barely even a word that was kicked around. But Lawrence came on the scene. He came on strong. He supported the community. If you listen to a podcast now, it has anything to do with any kind of metal work. You're going to hear Maritime Nice Supply, right? You're right. Right. So I would say take lessons from those people, the Lawrences, the Brian Houses, you know, and and mimic What do I always say? Half of your job is to make whatever it is, and the other half is to... Sell, sell it, it. and yeah. that's what and, he's doing and what yeah. we're doing and and if you think about it sales sucks no yeah. one loves sale i mean maybe some people do salesmen a lot of times love sales but makers on the other hand we're kind of introverted we don't like doing it so the other half of that is 
find people out there that you can collab with or make social media and because that's really selling your work yeah. too and have fun with it get good with it get good yeah. at it, you know see the other thing, thing that that lawrence like really capitalizes on is the crazy quick shipping you yeah know, he's, he's oh, always totally. super quick about shipping and all that fun stuff speaking of shipping about halfway through your read of our patreon i got a really big notification come across my phone something shipped you want to guess what it was? Oh, is, is oh, it the maritime is it the thing stuff? You, is, no, it's no, not I, maritime. I have a, no, I I have an idea. Is it the ring? Yeah, oh, the oh, ring just okay. shipped. Yes. Woo! Now, does she know it's coming? I know you well, guys picked yeah. it out, but does she, she doesn't better. know like when. Oh yeah, she knows. You but never you know, I'm, I'm still gonna keep it a surprise. We're gonna do a whole thing. I've got a whole thing planned. Just yeah. in case she's somehow listening, I don't want to divulge until after. Does it involve a sword? It's, yeah. No, it does not involve a sword. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I so. thought it was going to be good content. <laughs> no, I mean, you sure. could work the sword into this at some be point. The content, I'm just saying. Brian, I mean, be the content. I would watch that. I would watch that, Brian. <laughs> no, this, the uh, Fantasy Challenge sword is its whole thing, and that thing has been kicking my ass. Look at this sword. Really uh, isn't it beautiful? Oh, by the way, yeah. let's get married. <laughs> oh boy yeah. yeah you could like have right. her knight you with the sword that would be kind of cool like she's the queen and you're like you're like the prince and you know, speaking of this it. sword it filleted the side of my finger yesterday Ooh, buddy, like i'm sorry yeah like oh, it's, not, it's not a whole lot but but here's the thing you know i'm i'm, I'm ground the bevels in and stupidly i ground it to a zero edge before i started working on the handle so now I have to. Now I was working on the handle, holding on to the blade portion. Yout. And uh, yeah, that was. That it's was almost as if you've never made a sword before. Whoa! What? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another thing that is really cool. So I have been kind of periodically going back and checking out hashtag WFI projects, and it seems oh, as if it's starting to, to populate again. We've it's faded like from I'm seeing that. a lot more knives. I'm seeing too. a bunch more people. Do we want to jump back into uh, to hashtag WFI projects? Yeah, but yeah. really quick, let me do one, maybe two quick updates from here. Sure. Number one, I wanted to mention that I was recently on the Makeshift podcast. With you were. I didn't know this. I was. Has it aired yet? Uh yeah. Saturday last this past Saturday. Well, what the. Fu- oh it no, I fun. did hear about that. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, great. I have not listened. Those guys. To are just so much fun, you know, Chris and gosh, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> I knew I was good at that. Corey. Corey. Corey over I tip my tongue and it was a C. Uh, just so much fun. We talked about, I, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but we talked about Chris returning his riding lawnmower, his ego battery operated riding lawnmower to Lowe's of all places. It didn't, it had to, it had to go through Lowe's to get repaired. Uh, and I won't spoil the, uh, end result and how it ended up getting resolved, which I found just hysterical. Uh, but anyway, it was a lot of fun with those guys. It just, they're so laid back, you know, in general, I'm sure I talked entirely too much, which I always do, but we had fun venting about <clears throat> companies and corporations and squeeze a little flood talk in there and just a <laughs> lot of fun uh, being on there with those guys. And so, yeah, that was fun. And then I'm working uh, with Kyle over at KH Daily on um, 
I, I guess you would call it a, a, not a quench plate, but a cooling plate kind of thing. Uh, let me pull up really quickly. So he prototyped, or I guess I should say uh, designed this really cool um, plate for cooling your knives. It's an aluminum plate. Oh, yeah. And uh, let me see. Uh, it would it would be probably a quench plate. Quench I'm plate, assuming. yeah, yeah. Or quench quench plates. Is there two of them? Like there stack? is two. Yes, correct. Okay, yeah, quench plates. Yeah. So he's got some grooves and you know some different things that uh, will work well on the CNC, and you know since it's aluminum, it aluminum essentially cuts. You can cut aluminum on a CNC or a router. Or on a table saw, for crying out loud. It, you know, it's no. as, as uh, uh, cuttable, I guess, for lack of a better term, as wood, you know, as a hardwood. So the grooves are going to be a game changer because the whole idea is when you, when you, after you quench or if you're quenching air hardenable steel, mm-hmm. you have to spray it down with, with, with uh, air. Why hasn't anyone else thought of this? Right. What so the, the, the grooves so will let says, the air go through and be more effective. Whoa. Yeah. I'm blown. What, how far apart are the grooves? So well, I don't, I don't you know. know. I have and not dug into the they? fusion file yet. I'm gonna give you. I, so I, I, is, oh man, the this stock is, is uh, inch and good. a quarter. It's four by eighteen. Uh, a quarter okay. inch gets four milled. by eighteen. That's huge. Yeah, yeah a quarter I guess inch. He wants to do a lot at the same time. Yeah, is he planning on selling these? Uh I think. Yeah, ultimately, you know, the idea is to yeah prototype. Let's see what it would cost the machine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the nice thing, you know, you, the nice thing, like I said, is you can do it on a damn CNC router. Uh, the ShopBot is incredibly capable in that regard. Kyle um, coming up with another winning invention. I am super yeah. impressed. I'll, uh, yeah, that, I'll why start hasn't a thread. anyone thought of this? I'll start a yeah. thread with the four of us and or five of five of us, four of us. That is huge because yeah. it, it, what he what they're for, Ben, is that you know you pull a knife out of heat treat. They're very hot, and these are knives that are not dunkable in okay. oil or water, ah. and you need to drop the temperature very quickly. But you also want to keep the knife from warping when you do this yeah and okay. that's what these plates are for i have a set in my shop they're just flat though yeah i mean i do them. this oh, you sorry, blow the, like brian was saying you blow the air through the through the the yep. space between the two aluminum plates to blow the yeah. air away the aluminum is a heat sink so it pulls and the temperature have... out of the steel but the grooves is brilliant because it, yeah it, then it'll direct you the flow, could right if you yeah, what I was thinking was is if they're all in one direction, not a grid, but just uh, slats in one direction, it like snakes you run through. the air. Oh, it does snakes through. Yeah, oh. to an extent. Uh, okay. And then he says the. I'm thinking straight lines would straight lines a quarter or a eighth of an inch deep. So it goes. It goes really across the four inch side. So, like, yeah. you know that. that candy (laughs) that they like pour out and it like ribbon candy kind of looks like that yes 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 yes. okay yeah interesting and then it'll have i i can't wait to see this and he's gonna sell a bunch of these that's awesome oh yeah well i hope so because that'd be great i i you know once i pro once i i i've got to order in some aluminum uh stock and then I, but the first thing I'm going to do is cut it actually out of like MDF or something just to troubleshoot, see if there's any, you know, what, what are the gotchas, that kind of a thing. And then I'll start, 
start carving it out yeah. of aluminum and get him a yeah. prototype or two and then we can you know we'll go from there but it'd be great i mean i could jig up for that and hell on my shot bot i could probably cut i don't know two dozen at a time there you go should be cool you guys ready for a dad joke yeah oh sure brian you all tuned up yeah. over there uh why did the crab cross the road why it didn't it used the sidewalk <laughs> for those of you who don't know sideways. crabs walk sideways yes thank you good. thank that's you thank you that's a pretty good one steve grillo thank you we appreciate you steve he's always sending me the premium ones him and nate wapole i like those ones that really Walrus. give you pause and you go oh, oh that's right oh crabs the walk sidewalk sideways. Yeah. the sidewalk yes yes, yes. hey good news move on Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ben. So we keep like perfect timing. You go this time. Go ahead, man. So, well, if it if it's like, you know, related because I'm going to change the subject. Well, I was sort of going to do the same. Okay. Well, I'll go first. I want to say a big thank you to Justin Lamaru. Great episode. For Rainy Day Forge. He filled in. Literally, we recorded it the night before the podcast aired. Damn. Because... I talked to Dennis Tyrell. It, it was supposed to be Dennis Dennis's episode, but you know, listening back to it, it had a little bit of echo, a little bit of hiss in the background. And Dennis basically said, "Hey, let's just re-record and put out a, a better quality, you know, content." Yeah. So yeah, I basically um, rang up Justin, and he filled in. And man, I dude's mean, I got a, a killer story. You know, yeah, I, I didn't know that backstory with the show and that, pro, you know, the project and everything else that he's been working on and just really cool. Yeah. Trade sure, one sure. Canadian for another. <laughs> but yeah. So tonight, actually, it's kind of interesting. It, it made some really cool timing because tonight I'm going to be interviewing Dennis because, you know, it also it works out because, you know, our collaboration is about to go live. So it's really fresh in our minds. And then the episode is going to drop the same week as the fantasy challenge. Nice. So, like, we can kind of talk about the lead up to and where we're at currently. So it, it kind of be, it went from, you know, just kind of talking generally, which we'll still do. But now we have like some, you know, the the, the kismet of the timing really kind of comes together, which is yeah. hey, cool. Got to love so, that. Yeah, you're crushing it. With, with the yeah, man. WFI I or WFI two, very good. Yeah, man. Thank you, thank you, Ben. What were yeah. what did I interrupt? Oh, I was just gonna give a brief update on the basement status. I've had two solid weeks of parental invasion, and uh, we had both sets of parents out here for two weeks, which I like. When I tell people, sometimes it just like blows their mind, like. Both sets of parents staying in our house for two weeks, you know, just like not common. But um, we started in on the basement, basically everything ripped back to the bare studs. And man, we got so much done. It it was like such a an awesome jump start. So we um we spent three, I think three, almost four days wiring. And so that was, you know, um, I'm no elect, I'm no electrician. I know my way around a electrical panel and, uh, you know, it's pretty simple wiring, but found some interesting shit that had to fix that was there already, you know, like 
two we had two two twenty or two two hundred forty volt lines <clears throat> coming out of the box, one for the air conditioner, one for the dryer, and found out somewhere in the middle between the panel and those two appliances, the two two forty volt circuits came together. <laughs> And what? then and then split out again. It was like, what oh, in the holy yeah. well, f good is going that, on? Oh man, yeah. So we got that sorted, and then just a bunch of. Um, I I made a choice to well, number one, we we blew out a wall in the basement, which will give us a big, I don't know, about almost fifteen. Almost 15 by 16, 17 in, uh, foot room. So we're going to have a nice big <clears throat> sort of entertainment room down there. Going to rebuild a bar and we'll have a bar down there with a beer fridge and kegerator. I, can I just say something about this, Ben, real quick? I just appreciate your positive attitude. Lemonade, baby. Lemonade flavor of the month. I would be so (laughs) salty. I would be like, now, guess what I'm doing? I'm fixing wiring, and I'm knocking a wall down. And I'm like, Uh, I would be so angry at the situation, and you're not. And it's a genuine thing. I really do appreciate your your grace and your positivity because – it's, it's so important because you know what, man. Yeah. In the long run, you're gonna have a nicer space down there anyway. That's just but it, it still sucks. It you sucks, know? and it's money and, and everything money, else. Money, time, know? the whole bit. We still have not yet gotten an answer from insurance, so we're still, you know, gimping along there. My patience is getting very thin with that prick, and uh, I've started letting him know that. So that's been been fun, but it's just I don't know. I guess. Uh, several different things. Number one, like you said, in the end, it's like, man, this will be such a better space. And as our boys get older, it'll be a perfect space for them to hang with friends or, you know, whatever the whole, the whole bit. Um, but also, I don't know, like, I, I guess I've learned, I learned a long time ago that it's all right to get mad, but don't stay there. Right. And yeah. I think, yeah, you gotta let shit go. Um, You're right. Yeah. You just let it go. And, and then the third thing is I truly enjoy doing that shit. You know, honestly, that's I, that's a good point. Yeah. You do like this stuff. I really do. And I, and every time I do a big project like this, it makes me realize like, man, you really do dig this like general contractor kind of work, you know, uh, where it's soup to nuts. So the only trade that I will have in is a HVAC person to replace the furnace when that time comes. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, yeah. Which I, you know, it's like, man, if I had to bring in electricians and plumbers and, you know, all this shit, it would cost double. So I started filming uh, different pieces and parts of it. And I've got a couple of videos in the can and some of them partially edited. And my goal is to kind of follow it along loosely. I'm going to start storing on it more now that everybody's gone. You know, it's kind of a zoo with four extra people in our in our house. But now that everybody's gone, I can kind of slow down a little bit and, uh, you know, start hitting the socials heavier. And then I, in the end, ultimately, I, I'd like to tell the story of the insurance side, but also tell the story of the remodel renovation down to cost even, you know, I don't, I don't give a shit. I'll be glad to share how much it costs me to do it all. Um, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, people so, are interested in all that stuff. Like, what, yeah. what does it cost and, you know, all that. Yeah, I, I am too because I'm just yeah. like, well, what does it cost to remodel a basement at these Not days? Not cheap. Is it 20 grand? <laughs> Is it 50 grand? I don't know. I guess what yeah. does a car cost, right? I mean, it's right. whatever right. whatever uh, kind of model you're yeah. looking at. But, uh, well, yeah. great. That's fantastic. So it's um, been good. You guys, you got yeah, good, good. You guys want to hit up uh, WFI uh, yeah. projects? Yeah, I really think since it's starting to repopulate and it's starting to grow again, we should do like one or two a piece so that we don't like absolutely drain it and then don't, you know, so that we have content every yeah, single sure. week, you know. Sure, I'll start. So, I got one picked out if you, if you want me to go. Go for it, man. Salmon Creek underscore custom knives. He's doing these uh, pipe threaded uh light fixtures it looks like this one's in a bathroom he just posted this like seven hours ago it's super cool i like to see this kind of stuff because it's just you know he's applying all the same things he 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 knows how to do with knife making and he's doing it all with like interesting pipe fittings and stuff like that so go check out salmon creek underscore custom knives on instagram at the time of this recording he has 245 followers. That's Matt nice. Romangi. Romangi, maybe? Sorry, Matt, if I messed up your name. But uh, go go give Matt a follow. I've got one. It's from DL underscore blacksmithing underscore knife making. It is a Damascus. First of all, he made the Damascus itself. He made a spork out of Damascus. Oh, Whoa. yeah. So interesting. Like, great. what? <laughs> Do you remember, Brian, you and I having this conversation about you making a spork like a yeah. year ago? Yeah, Sporky. it's so funny. It's funny because it seems like every single time I bring up something on the podcast, it falls through. And now I hope I didn't just jinx myself with this damn ring I brought up. <laughs> I love uh, the spork, though, by the way. Yeah, DL underscore blacksmithing underscore knife making. At this time, he is currently at 205 followers. Guys, pump up Go those numbers. Yeah, Go, Go give, give him, him some him love. Heck. Yeah. I got a shout out. Brigham Kindle, Kindle, his son, learning how to tool leather with his scraps. And man, to me, that's that's what it's all about, right? Is uh, I said in a comment the other day that, and it was, um, I for, oh, I can't remember who it was that posted it, but... I was teaching his kids something in the shop or something like that. And I said, I said that imagine if in the future, no one utters a word about a trade gap, right? That there's no lack of tradesmen and women, that there are plenty of plumbers, there's plenty of electricians, there are plenty of people to do the work of keeping society moving forward. And I think that's sort of like, to me, that's a goal, right? Is if, yeah, I like that. If we do a good enough job, or we do the right job, and we show our kids the the value of hard work and the value of doing something for yourself, then we're winning the war, in my mind, right? And I think folks like Brigham are doing just that, so it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Really cool. Uh, New Forest Forge, who is also a patron of ours, New underscore Forest underscore Forge, he purchased one of Jeff Fader's uh, watercolors yeah. that Jeff does. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you've seen these of his They're knives beautiful. and stuff. And yeah, this one is of the the process of making the friction folder. 
and it's just cool shit, man. The, I love the yeah. I love Jeff's work. Number one, I just love it, and I like his approach, and I like his con- contributions to the community. Uh, and I love that he does these watercolors because it's just super unique. And new Forest Forge has one framed on his wall and is supporting nice. Jeff. So nice. Yeah. Man, I almost feel drunk on the hashtag WFI projects. Like I, I I'm so I excited that there's we're so able much. to do this again. Yeah, there's so much. I've got one from Hooten Knives, another one of our Patreon supporters. Ooh, he's he's <laughs> He's got a uh, what he's calling a tape cutter, but it's got like this this harpoon clip like point to it. I, I love the blade on that with that harpoon, you know, shape. Yeah. I and then that. it's he said it's got natural liners. Um, it doesn't quite say what those natural liners are, but it, it's is that the blue one? Yeah, the one with the like Sounds orange like looking waves in it. A Maybelline commercial or something. She's got natural liners. It's it just comes <laughs> natural, natural yeah. to her. Brian Hooten, who spells his name correctly, B R Y A N. Have you noticed this has become a thing now? H O O T E N. Is that that correct? Have you have you noticed, Brian, that everyone is now writing my name out with a Y as a joke on Facebook? Have you seen this? You mean they're they're spelling it correctly? Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Well, you know. Yeah. So Brian Hooten has nine hundred and fifty-seven followers. So yeah. For those of you who are doing this. I see you. <laughs> I see your fantasy. I see you. <laughs> there may have been there may have been a little bit of collaboration in the background. To, and, I knew you, you know. were the freaking puppet. Hey, I didn't start it. I didn't start a damn yeah. thing. I didn't uh, start it. Don't I see I see your fantasy and man is it perverted. <laughs> what? Where the hell did that come from, Ben? The fantasy challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moonshine Leatherworks. Moonshine. Another one of our Brian Absher. Another Man. one of our great um, guy. I want to, yeah, I want to thank him. He and I uh, shot the shit a week or so ago and just talking about leatherwork in general. And he shared some info on the tooling that he has and, and that kind of stuff. It was tremendously helpful. So thanks so much, Brian. I don't know how he's doing this, but he made these really cool wallets. Dude uh, makes for something called the Prohibition Festival. Yes. Have you seen this? I think it's and lasered. It's, I think it's laser too. I was gonna say that. I just I've I've tried lasering leather and it doesn't work all that great for me, but I'm sure he's you know I think, uh, spent a lot a, more time on it. Yeah, and I think it's with beautiful. Lower, his work is unbelievable. With a lower Yeah, power you gotta go low laser. power. Low power, yeah. so you're not burning the shit out of it. I thought yeah. about picking up one of those. Well, Chris over at uh, Full Steam, right? He's got two dozen lasers laying around. So he and I have been, we're, we're both terrible at getting back to each other. <laughs> but we've been kicking around. He's He's got a, an old leather apron that has a lot of things that he doesn't like. So we've been talking about maybe doing a little trade or something like that to get a laser okay. going here in the there shop. I thought about getting a little diode laser just to put on the shop bot too, you know, but yeah, they make an attachment for it. Yeah. yeah you can do I that. got my yeah. first request for a, uh, somebody to put a custom, uh, logo on an apron. So I'm investigating the feasibility of doing that. So that might be an option in the future with sure. Butler built aprons. And I want to really quickly jump in and mention one more WFI project. 
Uh, do you guys remember W. Scott, 1987, the guy yes, that was sir, making the those swivel ball, base, the swivel yeah. things? Well, I bought one. I, I don't know if I was like the first I saw, one to I buy think one. I saw that, yeah. So I, immediately when he came out with them, I bought one. And they're even better in person than they nice. are in the photos. The quality of the craftsmanship. And I'm not even fully sure what I'm going to do with this thing yet. Um, I have a, I have an older vice that I'm thinking about uh, attaching to it that will live on that for a while. Uh, but it's just such a cool piece of equipment. It really it's, You can tell it's like he it's not handmade. It's like somewhere in between. You know, it's like yeah. machine made, but it's handmade sort of. And it's tumbled and it's like got that tumbled steel look, which is nice and soft. Yep. And uh, so uh, I appreciate you. Uh, I think his name is Trey. Let me just look this I up. I think you're quick. right. Yeah, Trey Scott. Yeah, so Trey, I appreciate you, brother. I really love the piece, and it was worth every penny. I hope you sell out. Nice. And by the way, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that in my next YouTube video, and I'm also gonna release a reel about it. Um, so you know, hey, hopefully you get some sales from that. Yeah, there you go. So this is not a WFI Projects thing, but it's a shout out, none the same. Do you guys follow the account Fidget Things? All one word, F-I-D-G-E-T-T-H-I-N-G-S. Check it it out, man. This guy makes the coolest, uh, like it says, fidget toys or tools or whatever, um, pocket bling, basically, um, but also some really awesome... Uh, utility blade knives and he's got one. Oh, i and, like this feed already oh gosh I'm, I'm like, this I'm guy into it. <laughs> he's not getting enough play you know like the creativity yeah i guess he is but um the utility blade is off the freaking chain it actually so you know you have the sort of triangular or trapezoidal i guess shaped blade right wow. your standard utility I'm looking blade. right at what you're saying right now. You're right. <laughs> it flips so on cool. the top like you and, know so you could the, use the whole blade the and way. it slides the other way too it's like mind-numbing like how did this fucking guy do this i'm gonna buy one right now <laughs> dude you just I'm made a sale you. for this oh, guy no. dude, the, like i i uh, uh yeah I, i've been in my head trying to like like how could i do that but why do it just fucking buy it from this guy yeah, so he's got he's some buying. really cool things well, these he little magnetic a, fidgets and he's got a lot of tools a lot yeah, yeah. Look at the equipment in his shop. I can tell you how he's doing it, and yep. it does not high precision. And I, that's what I can't understand. So I see feeds like this, like this guy, and this is a topic for a whole nother show. But I'll scratch. That's the, made out of titanium, the by the way. I know it's insane, right? So how does how does this guy in particular? I'll just pick on him, um, right? He's probably got what a hundred thousand dollars worth of machinery there guessing just as cnc his vertical milling machine is probably 50 grand okay so he's got 200 (laughs) he's got a quarter of a million dollars worth of tooling in a two-car garage mind right how 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 many (laughs) like i can't even it blows my mind how many fucking fidgets do you need to sell to pay for a quarter of a million dollars in tooling. He probably does small other jobs. Like he probably okay. is does like small machine jobs. Maybe in he's his got some some batches that he and consistently does exactly. every month, you think? Okay. Exactly. Like he probably Copy. makes housings for things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but this is the fun stuff for him. And it's right. his gravy. Okay. So that's how it, there we that's go. how it works. There's a ton of guys on YouTube. 
Yeah. Two car garage. They've got a Haas mini mill or like not even sometimes not even a mini mill, like a bigger mill, like a VF4 yeah. or something. And they're running small batch jobs for these machines for like yep. for guys who need something built and they're making 200 grand a year. Yeah. And that's the appeal to me. Right. So people always say, in fact, I've got a video sort of sketched out on paper that I, it'll be a talking head uh, CNC video, but you hear all the time Sounds boring. from, from it, it it will be, but you hear all the time from people (laughs) that say buy a CNC router. It will literally pay for itself in six months. My argument is that, that, that is potentially only the case if your machine is large enough, right? A two foot by four foot CNC machine isn't the easiest thing to monetize. I, I don't yeah. think. Yes. Um, because sure. I can't flatten slabs or I can't um, cut cabinet parts and think of you it know, differently though. Think of it, think of it in terms of this, like, if I sold Eat, Pray, Love smalls, signs, yeah. Yeah, but smalls because you're looking at things that ship easily. Yeah. You know? And well, you're, that's you're where, looking at things like a woodworker would look at, like tabletops right. and other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's Think where, about like, like the uh, cutting boards. And quench plates. That are custom. <laughs> quench plates. There's another yeah. one. So if anybody has and any aluminum of, ideas, let me know. Uh, well, think of it like this too, like a like one of these Haas mini mills. Like you can pick them up for like 25 grand used. Yeah. And don't ask me how I know. Um, I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> no. And and uh, and it's just for prototyping. Like, I want to make knobs and things. Like, things that I can't sure. easily get. Like, right now, I'm, like, prototyping a new section for some new machines that I'm making. And I really want it to be, like, I think my niche in making machines is I make good quality industrial stuff. But I really, like the way it looks i want it to be aesthetically pleasing well you can't just buy things that that in my opinion meet that right uh standard you want the unique if i had one too right yeah totally i want the gucci stuff too you know and i want to be able to sell that to my customer but believe it or not people are willing to pay for it and they want it and so i'm thinking well you know or closer to it it. yeah but but if i had a machine that could make them right if i go to a machine shop and like you know, have them quote stuff out. It's triple the price. I cannot make my margins yeah, on you it. Have a it batch makes no of a sense. Thousand. I got to make a batch of a thousand. What if they don't sell? But if I, and think about all the fucking content too. If I have yeah. a Haas mini mill in my shop, like bro, like I can make all kinds of cool content. We can make knives with it. You know, bald man will like, you know, figure out how to use it and do his thing with it. So it's like, I really want one of these things. It's just finding the right one. Right. You know, uh, it's, yeah. And, and we're talking a serious commitment in space too, because, uh, sure. Haas mini mill, I think eats up like nine feet by like seven feet. Mm, yeah. Floor and then space. you've got the work so area around it that you want. Yeah. And you now. can't push it right up against a wall because you got to go around the backside. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's cool. Hey guys. So, I have an idea for the end of the show. We got about 10 minutes left, you know, to hit that hour and a half. So, you know, we were talking about before giving the Patreons, Patreon supporters something else to, you know, basically give them some something else other than reading them out in the middle. 
I think the best way or one of the easiest ways that we could do that is do an after show. So why don't we go ahead and launch into an after show? We're going to put it on the podcast today, but going into the future, it's just going to be on Oh yeah, give them a taste. And I love it. So let's go ahead and get into that outro real quick. Oh, Ryan, I'm confused. I'm doing an outro. Then we're going to continue recording, right? Well, yeah, it's an after show. Come on now. Thank you. I'm, I'm a little slow on the draw. All right, here we go. Thank you so much to everybody that's listening. You just threw this at me, Brian. I know. Uh, I'm like, holy right hand fucking turn. Wait a minute. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I guess I'm saying goodbye, but I'm not really saying goodbye. Goodbye. This is Brian's goodbye. great idea. Goodbye. Thanks a lot, Brian. Goodbye. Goodbye, Gets his goodbye, own goodbye. show and now he thinks he runs them both. Hey now, come on. <laughs> You're going to need an overhead door pretty soon. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. All right. So let's move into the after show for all of our patron supporters. And Brian will tell us um, his most intimate secrets and details. Well, what I was thinking. He just did. He bought a ring. This this is just for the patrons from here on forward. It's going to be on the regular show this time, but only... From here on out, it's going to be Patreons only. Get over there. Support us over there if you want to hear the after show. I think a good quick topic would be, what do you, what are you guys going on? Like, what are you looking forward to this upcoming week? Man. That's a terrible idea, Brian. What are you saying? Come we, on, we got to give dude. him something juicy. <laughs> I'm something trying. Juicy. I'm, I'm coming oh. up with it on the spot. It's not going to be the way it's going to be forever. It's just, yeah. you know, this yeah. time. So here's what. Right. Tell me, tell me what, what's going on. We didn't update on the, on the main show, but what's going on with the fantasy shit? When, when's that end? When's the, when's the uh, video do? The videos are supposed to drop like mid October, right? Like okay. October 15th is the yeah. show day. So you guys are yeah. coming up on that. Brian, how are yeah. you doing on yours? I saw Kerosene. I, I just, uh, Yep, I'm just soaking in kerosene right now, and this weekend I'll forge the blade out and have it all uh, ready for hand sanding by by the end of the weekend. So, okay. yeah, it's it's a uh, it it honestly I didn't I you know every time I do this I usually start about a month out, so that's about right for me timing wise. And uh, yeah, I always freak out initially, like oh shit, I'm never gonna be able to figure it out or fix or. Uh, uh, finish it by the end and then i always finish it by the end and i'm super happy with what i've done and do you think yeah, you'd uh, fill I'm the stoked. time regardless of how long you give yourself like if you gave yourself that's the way i yeah. am right if i gave myself two totally. fucking months i would be down to the yeah. wire biting my fingernails yeah. going what the fuck did i do this for <laughs> i usually have my video done and edited like maybe five days before it's supposed okay. to be oh my God. that way See, I that can, would like, fuck me that the video yeah. part would fuck me right in the well i make hole. it as i go so remember my my yeah. workflow is I'm filming and editing all in the same day of that particular yeah. day. So like I started by that the time so I'm doing slick. my beauty shots five days ahead, you know, five days before. So it's I'm my timeline works pretty good. Yeah. Unless nice. something goes horribly wrong. I mean, right. it could, and that's like then then I'm just like, you know what? I'm then I tell the story of the failure and and I I don't win, obviously, but that's right. okay too. That's the way I look at it. Well, here's the thing. So I'm I'm the exact opposite where, you know, normally I have the thing done. All all the other two challenges that I've been a part of, I've had it done at least a month ahead of time. Specifically, A, because if something goes wrong, I wanna have time to completely remake it. 
And B, you know, Kyle needs time to edit the whole thing together, and he's got a day job that's really stressful, so he yeah. needs he yeah. needs plenty of runway to make it happen. However, this time, I'm kind of, like, coming down to the wire on it, where it's like, you know, it needs to be done in a month, and I still have a couple weeks worth of work to it, and it's just kind of, like, you know, freaking me yeah. out a little bit. But yeah, you're, yesterday... You're like that. That's, but that's okay. I mean, you know, yeah. your, your style is different than mine. I work better under pressure. Like, I find Ish. myself, like, needing the pressure to keep me moving forward. And I'm doing things that are way outside of my comfort zone. So it's like... Yeah. Uh, but this time, I also have an assistant. So, like, Brent is going to help me with the, yeah. with the blade. So I'll have help. And, you know, we'll we'll do it together. And, you know, that kind of thing. So Well, yeah, so this week, this week, I have pretty much completely shut down my shop to everything else except for working on this this sword. So I've got the I've got it up through I think it's 120 grit right now. And I also, you know, I have the the cross guard. I, I you know, got the tang hole put through on it, which took literally all day yesterday. Just filing, you know, I drilled the holes. I don't have a milling machine, so I just drilled holes and then connected them with files and then filed them out. It, I mean, it probably was like five or six hours of just sitting there with a file, filing it away. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's all fit up at this point. So now I just have to work on the pommel nut, the pommel and the handle itself. And then finish, finish up through the grinds and the, the acid etch and the sharpening. And basically my goal, um, I'm filming with Kyle this upcoming weekend. I'm hoping to have the vast majority of the handle almost done so that I can finish it with him, do an acid etch on the blade and just finish it out. Hopefully I'll have a finished blade by the time we talk, you know, next Wednesday. So fingers crossed, if nothing goes wrong, I should have it done this weekend, having like the sword built and ready to go. And then, you know, Kyle has a couple weeks to edit the whole thing together. So yeah, I don't know, man. Ben, what's going on in your shop? What are you doing this week? Are you just completely, you know, down in your picking basement up, like you have been? Well, picking up pieces mostly, you know, just cleaning shit up. And get, I got the shop back in order here. Uh, I got a, a slew of CNC projects lined up uh, to take care of. Working with Kyle on that uh, quench plate thing. And running kids around to soccer practice and cross country and all that horse shit. But, you know. Do you guys absolutely hate this this post game type situation? Like, should we should we kill this right off the beginning? Like, I, I mean, think we no, just need Brian. to think about it a little bit. Have I think... you ever heard of the term? Uh, what do they they call it? Half baked or something? Where it's just yeah. not quite there. And 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 why I'm not, I totally am on board with doing this. It's just that I think we need to come up with yeah a uh you know something like for, I think the clamp thing they. Well, would that the be better? Show, yeah, I like after show. I think that's fun. But I, I think the clamp guys they did a thing where, like, they were they would bring up something secret, like something that was not public, right? So like they would talk about something. Although I don't keep many secrets, like right. I talk about yeah. everything. So it's that's like tough, trick. you know. Yeah, that's um, the trick. But that's I, right. there's definitely something here. Yep. And maybe we just need to we need to talk to our patrons about it and ask them. How about that? How about yeah. this? I got this is a good idea. We ask our patrons number one. Okay, if you're a patron, you get a say in this, and you can yep. message me personally on Patreon on the platform, and give us an idea of what you would like to hear in the after show. The other uh, part of that 
could be um, maybe our patrons get to submit a question to us. Oh, I like it. In patron, like in the Patreon back end. I like that a lot. And we will discuss, we'll pick one a week and we will discuss that question. Right? And that gives that idea. That way it gives them some power. They can say, like, hey, I've got this question. I'd love to ask you guys this. And that question, we could say the question in the primary show. This is the question we're going to answer in the after show. And if you'd like to hear our answer, go over to Patreon and Ooh, support us. Oh, so now we're, like we're getting the pull from you both believe, directions. I like that. Can you believe the level of my ge- genius, my brilliance? <laughs> I, I mean, really. I can't believe hard, Brian right? Cohn comes up with shit like this so effortlessly. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to think you guys can even be around me without feeling inadequate. It really oh, you, is. I I don't know. You do piss excellence. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I'm a winner. I piss excellence. I piss excellence. So, so all right. Hey, so here's if a, you're here's a pa- an inside. patron, and you want to want to ask us a question? Send me a message in uh, the Patreon uh, back end, okay? And and we'll pick one next week uh, to answer, and that Sweet. that'll be that. That'll be the after show, and that could give us a lot to talk about too. It could be ten minutes, if could you, be twenty minutes. If you want to, so, so something has clearly fucking died in my workshop somewhere, and I cannot find it. All I can do is Dead smell squirrel. it, and I have oh, been fucking worst. smelling it for two weeks. I suspect it crawled in the chimney because Ooh. I cut the chimney off in the attic and fucking died. If you want to hear what it was and where it was, tune in next week on the after show. <laughs> so, do you know, or are, no, are you gonna I'm pull gonna it out and we're out. gonna find out? Gonna, okay, uh, all right. Next <laughs> I'm into <week>. this. <laughs> so what's that know, smell? Let's play. What's that, ladies smell? and gentlemen? Welcome to What's That what's Smell that with your smell? host, is it Ben Sir? Butler? Is it my neighbor's cat? What the fuck is it? <laughs> oh man, it's bad too. Real fucking bad. So, Ladies and gentlemen, you have just witnessed greatness from nugget. all three Regis posts. Excellence and lots <laughs> of it. Oh, felt so good. All right. Let's end this thing. We appreciate you. Oh, if you yeah, listen, yeah. you like it, you like the value, consider becoming a Patreon. And uh, for all those who have supported us for all these years, we truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. This has been the Work For It podcast. I'm Brian House. Have an awesome working week. Work I for nailed it, baby. It, baby. <laughs> I nailed that ending, Brian. Did you see that? Did you see that? Man, I am on today. I am on. 100%. Woo. Let's go. Titties. Titties. <laughs>